Welcome aboard and welcome back. This is the Love Boat Project, episode number five. I am Mike Taylor, and with me, as always, my co-host Mike Robertson. Ahoy, Mike! Hi, hi. I'm the. Uh, I like to think that I'm the Roxy Blue of uh, Love Boat podcasts. So, trying to keep a low profile. <laughs> I see. I'm a conglomerate. Clearly, I'm looking for the five white guys in suits behind you, looking at you. <laughs> That was great. Before we even get started, I just want to spoiler. I loved this episode so hard. (laughs) It was, I was so excited. I think I texted you. I was watching this on vacation on a deck by a lake, which really is how you should watch a love boat episode. And uh, just, just pop, you know, just to letting passersby know how, how great this episode, this 45 year old episode of television was. So. Yeah, I, I watched this episode twice, and the first time I watched it, very cruise-like, was in a hotel in Alabama. You know, very, <laughs> almost like being on the Pacific. It's like Princess. being there. And then once at home. So, I hear you. I was on vacation, too. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this was a fun episode. Without giving any detail, it was it was fun. It was fun. Uh, so, we're going to talk about The Love Boat Season 1, Episode 5, uh, titled Help Murder. Isaac the Groupie, and Mr. Popularity. I'll give you a quick recap. A wife thinks her spouse wants her dead. Isaac falls for a glamorous star, and a man becomes popular when he's mistaken for a jewel thief. So original air date, October 22nd, 1977. What was on TV? Well, what was on that night? Love Boat at 10 p.m. on ABC. NBC had a movie called Little Big Man. Uh, movie synopsis, Jack Crab, which I'm in That's it, Jack name. Crab. Is that I'm the in. actor or I'm the in. character? I think he's half man, half crab. Half no. Yeah, yeah, he drags around one giant. I'm just kidding. Uh, look, looking back, Jack Crab, looking back on his life from extreme old age, tells of his life being raised by Native Americans and fighting with General Custer. Wow. Jack Crab, Little Big Men, NBC movie, 10 p.m. Uh, CBS, Carol Burnett show, which apparently was just a monster. I, that thing was just, I remember it as a kid, too. I love the Carol Burnett show. That's a big, I wonder, I need to I need to look, because that's two weeks in a row now that we've had mm-hmm. the Love Boat, Carol Burnett, head-to-head. I wonder what version of that it is. Like, is Conway and Harvey Corman still there? Because I think yeah, at the end it got a little thin. So it did get a little. I remember they had a little more guest stars. It was a little yeah. more heavy, like Vicky Lawrence heavy towards a lot the of end. mama, a lot of mama yeah. skits, a lot yeah. of mama skits. Yeah. Um, also that day, uh, our Philadelphia Flyers lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs, the score of six to one. Ooh. Oof, that's a really bad score in '77. That's yeah. two line passes are on. Probably a lot of Daryl Sittler. <sighs> Was was uh seventy seven? Were the Flyers, flyers are just off? Flyers are just off three Cup Finals. Fantastic! Ah, early in the season. Don't yeah. worry, everyone. I'm sure it'll work out. I'm sure they'll win many cups be between be that fine. date and today. There's going to be so many. We don't have. We have nothing You'll to worry so about. So sick of winning. It's going to be future terrible. is bright. Uh, number one song. Any guesses on this? Okay, so interesting you say that. 
I'm going to go with something maybe from like a Donna Summer because I almost felt like Roxy Blue was a Donna Summer knockoff. That's a very good guess. That's a very good guess. It is You Light Up My Life by Debbie Boone. Debbie Boone. Just Not like Roxy Blue. Just like it's, Roxy Blue. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Peas in a pod, those two. Well, it's funny you talk about. Oh, I, I, I should wait, but I'm not going to wait. Uh, the thing is, when you said that, like a Donna Summer sort of thing, a singer, the Roxy Blue, just know as well. And, and maybe when I was doing the research, Diane Carroll had like albums, singing yeah. albums. She was a, you know, so I, I, I feel like it's one of those deals where it was pretty much her. I've said too much. I've said too much. We'll get to it. So it, it coming up very soon. So guest starring Michelle Lee as Denise Fredericks. Now, Michelle Lee um, was in was the only person to appear in all 344 episodes of. It's either Knott's Landing or Falcon Crest, but I'm not sure which one. I'll give you a hint. It is one of them. Yeah, it, it is a Dallas spinoff. And I was not aware of this, that it was a Dallas spinoff. So I feel that's got to be Knott's Landing, right? You're correct. Yeah. She was on Knott's Landing from 1979 to 1993. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Like, who, I feel bad for the people who are doing the Knott's Landing project. They have like 100 more episodes than we do. They're never going to finish. And then where no. you, you don't even get to do the final episode on a cruise. No. You just get to do it on a landing. Maybe. Just any <laughs> landing will do. <laughs> so which was Knott's Landing... With, uh, oh God, who's the Morgan guy? Fairchild? Yeah. And, uh, I can see the guy. Lorenzo Lama. see him. He's all, t- well, not, no, but I guess him too. Well, whatever. I, mean, I can see the other, like going. the main guy. I can Sounds see like him. We he, have was, a new podcast. he was the, uh, he was the would be vice presidential nominee for Jed oh. Bartlett when they kicked off, um, Tim Matheson, but he didn't get it. You know way more about this than I do. I, 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 uh, yeah, I know nothing about Knott's Landing. Well, no, that was about West Wing. That's all I know is that guy. You know what? I've never seen an episode of West Wing, and everyone's like, really? See it. I, I got, I got scared because they're like, well, it's very, very dialogue driven, and for some reason, I don't know why that that that's just intimidated the crap out of me. It's the good. I don't like Aaron Sorkin. I don't think because of that, but I think I like West Wing. So take that. So do you so thumbs up, thumbs down? I should give I'll, it a shot. Uh, I'll give you a curated list because there are definitely some things you can avoid, but oh. worth your worth the time. I mean, yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate that. So that's Michelle Lee. Michelle Lee also appeared in a lot of movies, a lot of just like a lot of these seventies guest stars. They're in like a million different TV shows. Yeah. As a guest star. She was also in the Love Bug. The Love uh, Bug. The Love Bug. Yeah, yeah, the Disney movie. I wonder if she was ever in a um, third love thing. Love boat, love bug, bug boat. love, love actually. Uh, <laughs> Maybe some sort of plane. <laughs> love American style. Um, Funny because her character uh, was so skittish about traveling, and here she is in a bug and a and a boat. Yeah, I. I mean, yeah, she. I don't know. It was she was just yeah. We'll get into it. So next is David Grow as Bert Fredericks. A couple facts about Mister Grow. He is best known for his portrayal of Joe Girard in the 1970s series Rhoda opposite Valerie Harper. Here's the secondary fact. 
Joe and Rhoda married in the seventh episode. 50 million viewers watched that episode. It is one wow. of TV's most watched single episodes ever. I guess, like, the, I mean, they were just promoting the hell out of it. But, but I mean, if there's only three networks, still 50 million. 50 wonder, million's I mean, a big. I wonder number. what that is like relative to today. But who's getting 50 million views no, today? The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is the only thing that gets 50 no million. No TV views. show is getting. Well, I wonder, like, what the last Seinfeld did, or like maybe the last Cheers, or like some, yeah. you know, one of those monsters. But 50 million's a lot. That's just just blew my mind reading that. He um, uh, <clears throat> he was really he was really good in this, and I was like, he looks so familiar. And I've never seen Rhoda. No, I've never. Mary seen Tyler her. Moore is on my winter list of binge uh, comedy shows. Nice. So I'll, I'll, I'll be getting to that next year. But um, he turned out I knew him from two things: two minute warning, two minute which warning is one of the late 70s disaster films. This one was around a football game where there was like snipers shooting at fans in the stands. Like the Jean-Claude Van Damme one when he like the hockey kind one of, in Melon Arena. Kind of. uh, except this one had John Cassavetes and Charlton Heston. Who was the bad was Charlton Heston the bad guy? No, Charlton they were both the good guys. Well, who was the bad guy? I forget who the bad guy was. Why wouldn't Heston be the bad guy in that? Wouldn't he be a great bad guy? And he, like yeah, you gotta have top. like it was great. It was great. Highly recommend. Uh, would would right. watch it again. They're like just shooting. They just end up like shooting Bo Bridges or Jack Klugman in the stands. <laughs> one of them, like just taking down. When in um, doubt. But I what I think I really knew him from was a, a small arc on uh, Melrose Place, which okay. was during the stretch me, when I was watching it in college. Can you give me some he context was, on that one? Yeah, he was the mafioso father. Of Heather Locklear's boyfriend, Antonio Sabato Jr., who came to Melrose Place to find out who killed his son. And then stuff happens. But if I remember correctly, Heather Locklear killed his son by throwing him off a balcony into a chandelier. (laughs) Wait, he off of a balcony into a chandelier? In one of those fancy houses, and they were fighting, I think. And he like she like pushes him off her or something like that. And he like crashes into a chandelier. This is all on 30-year-old memory. I think I'm right, though. I just remember the Sydney storyline where she was like completely nuts. Yeah. I don't remember that, but that's... Uh, in the same era, I think. It's an amazing I didn't watch all of Melrose Place, but I definitely watched a couple of years ago. I mean, I was just a big Jack Wagner fan. Musically, golf, Frisco? everything, you know? Yeah. Frisco, all I need. Oh, he's going to be honest. Oh, absolutely. We get I guarantee, so I guarantee you we get him. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I think TJ Hooker was an ABC show, so we're definitely getting mid early Adrian's med. Probably. But we're probably getting Heather Locklear. Yeah. Um I don't think about, we're getting Lee else, Majors. Though. What do you think? <sighs> Lee Majors? I think the only way we get Lee Majors is if it's one of those him and Farrah show up in like a major episode. He might be too big a star. I mean, the fall guy, that's the only thing I'm thinking of, like, when that... Well, are we in fall guy, or are we still in Bionic Man? Or Six Million Dollar Man? No, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. He's yeah. probably too big of a star at this I don't point. Know. I feel like I feel like at some point, all the big stars we've seen so far, quote-unquote, are on the come or 30 years old. So well, let me ask you this. Who's the biggest star that we've seen so far? Not including this episode, because I think this episode changes it a little bit. So... If you're saying star in terms of like 
history of like you know you know like that total it's probably like, milton burl still i agree yeah i mean okay, just so from, i'm gonna say who was the biggest star at the time yeah yeah let's say that it's either uh sherman hemsley or or jj walker probably because yeah, all the priest company people, was about to be but it wasn't yeah. right but it wasn't yet yeah what about bonnie franklin but wasn't that real early in the yeah, run too? Yeah. Oh wait, I didn't even think about that. Does Steubing know the guy from Rhoda? Is this a is this a Mary Tyler Moore reunion? How about that? They just keep, they they don't give it to him. It's like the Force Awakens. They don't get the gr- the crew back together. It's very meta. Terrible. <laughs> That's awesome. Next, we have Diane Carroll. Fun fact, birth name, first name Carroll, middle name Diane, last name Johnson. Oh, so it's but, like it's like Brian she, Danielson. But she, it is like Brian Danielson, <laughs> except Brian Danielson. It's like, so she changed the spelling of Carroll. She added an R and an L for her last name. Then she took her spelling of Diane, which was D-I-A-N-N, and then changed it to D-I. H D I A H A N N. Nope. She did a lot of work with that name. Like I bet you she was drawing up logos, just everything to see how cool it looked. That's a lot. Getting an H and Diane is. Well, I'll tell you what, they're all, they're both seven letters. That means there's a cool letter in the middle. If you really, you could do like a triangle. Sorry, Diane Carroll. Uh, She rose to prominence in some of the earliest major studio films to feature black casts. She's also known for her role in the television series Julia. It ran from 68 to 71. Uh, It made her the first African-American actress to star in her own television series who did not play a domestic worker. I knew there was something like that. I knew she was a bit of a a groundbreaker with that stuff. She's 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 been in everything, man. I mean, God, she was just so good in this. That's why now when I look at it now, I'm like, God, she might be the biggest star to be on the show. I definitely think without really thinking about it, I think Uh, just in terms uh, of like everything, I think this was the best acting. Yeah. Like as far as real acting, like Ritter was doing Ritter and, you know, well, and I actually think Michelle Lee was really good in this. I thought so. But Diane Carroll, that was movie level. She even made Isaac look good, and that was a rough start for Yeah, Isaac. Isaac's a jobber at best. Yes, <laughs> because she, she, <laughs> she carried, carried him. him She's a, a worker. Yeah, he looked terrible. He must, you know, he Isaac played this week by Dusty Wolf. He's just not, <laughs> not good. Uh Jim Neighbors. Let's talk about Jim Neighbors, right? We're we know Gomer Pyle. We're not, I'm not gonna hit the obvious things. Instead, I want to focus on where he's from. He is from the great state of Alabama, specifically from a town called Silacauga. Why is Silacauga, Alabama famous? It's a great question. Besides Jim Neighbors? Besides Jim Neighbors. If I had just said Jim Neighbors and moved on, that would have been good. Silacauga, and I have no idea how if I'm pronouncing it. I'm assuming people in Silacauga don't know how to pronounce it either. Just saying. I'm, I think we have anyway. a big audience in Silacauga. Oh, huge, huge, huge. Uh, Silacauga is the site of the first documented case of an object from outer space hitting a person. <laughs> All right, let me give you the details on that. On November 30th, 1954, 
a nine-pound piece of what became known as the Hodges Fragment from the Silicaga meteorite, crashed through the roof of an Oak Grove house, bounced off a radio, and badly bruised Ann Hodges, who was taking an afternoon nap. Well, poor Ann Hodges. That's the whole story. Yeah. Claim to fame. Number two interesting thing about Mr. Neighbors. From 1972 to 2014, Neighbors sang the song Back Home Again in Indiana with the Purdue All-American Marching Band before every Indy 500 race. I knew that. So cool. I remember. I remember that. That is... I, I think he was still doing that. I mean, definitely when I was watching Indy 500. So it's weird. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't they go with an, uh, an Indianic person? I mean, it's just interesting to me. I mean, I don't, you'd think John Cougar Mellencamp could get in there maybe in the, you know, nineties. Yeah. It's but just interesting that neighbors. Yeah. Americana. I mean, Gomer Piles is Americana as you get. I'm trying to think wonder... if he also, cause now that you say that he's not from Indiana, I wonder if he also sang my old Kentucky home at the Derby. I don't know why I think that. I think he just had a, maybe he had a lock on. He was just freelance. He just liked to go to stuff. It'd just be interesting. I I think the thing that um, I thought was odd, you know, obviously it's an Indy 500. The song is back home again in Indiana with the Purdue marching band. It's, it's Indiana, 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 Alabama. (laughs) You know, just odd, but I, wonder, I get what you're saying. Americana tradition. Maybe they fell in love with him in '72. Where was the character of Gomer Pyle from? Or Sergeant Carter? Maybe it was a tribute to Sergeant Carter after he R. passed. R. After he passed in '72, and he did it every year until he couldn't do it anymore. R.I.P. <laughs> Sergeant Carter. <laughs> what, a, what a tangled weave of tradition for just the Indy crazy. 500. <laughs> you just never know where these come from. <laughs> And apparently Sergeant Carter liked milk, and that's when they started. No. Uh, Jim Neighbors would go on to appear in two more Love Boat episodes, so something to look forward As the Jewel to. Thief? No, different oh. different character. Uh, we have two more uh, guest stars, smaller roles. Olan Sewell as Harvey Grove, uh, American actor. He had a professional credits in nearly 7,000 radio shows and commercials. Wow. Appearances in 200 television series and television films and over 60 films. Also, fun fact, he was the voice of Batman throughout the 70s and early 80s on Super Friends and all the Batman cartoons. Really? Yeah. Because Casey Kasem was Robin. Well, Ulan Sewell was the voice of Batman for a long oh, time. Now I want to now I want to go back and listen. I thought he had a very fine voice, but I wouldn't have pegged him as the Batman. Uh, Reva Rose as Myra Grove. I, she's been in a million things. She's that character, you know, that she's got that voice, very distinctive. You've seen that character in so many shows in this era. There was too many things, too. Now, did you think it was odd hmm. that she got a portal credit and he didn't? I didn't even I didn't even catch that. Well, you know, it's funny. I looked because... At first, I was like, oh, this might be our shortest guest star list. Right. Not thinking either of them were going to make it. And then she made it and he didn't. I wonder, do they have a limit? I mean, because if that's the case, that's what? How many? That's one, five. two, three. Right. Uh, I Four. feel like the one uh-huh. the one with Scott Bayman all, there was definitely more than five. Yeah. That was a lot. 
But this was the first episode I felt like I actually kind of needed the portal pictures for. I agree. Rosie the Riveter or whatever her name was. I didn't know who that was, like, as far as a name. She's so familiar. The voice, yeah. the character, the. Um, all right. Well, let's get started. Uh, we begin as a very skittish housewife. The Janet, the Denise Fredericks, Janet Lee character tells her husband she's too frightened or bored the Pacific princess. Uh, he assures her it's perfectly safe and urges her to relax. It's so funny. They played it up real quick, real thick, just to give you that. She's oh, a she's very nervous. fleshed out character from Jump Street, though, because you get that she's skittish. And then she hits you with like exposition, exposition. You know why I'm skittish? Because I'm a PTA president and I lo- and I what stole a child at Disney World last. You know, she's very frazzled. But they give it to you all fast. Everything, everything. And she 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 gets a little crazier later on in the episode. I would like to talk about that, too. when she's staring at herself. Uh, he's assuring her it's perfectly safe and is just urging her to relax. Uh, she keeps telling him she's highly stressed about getting out of her regular routine. He's just like, just enjoy the vacation. Enjoy the vacation. Do you think your wife would be concerned if you all of a sudden booked a trip? Because I feel like mine probably would. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't even make, I don't, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't even go to the grocery store without an approved list. Like, there's no way. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not out there to explore the ocean solo anymore. It's not. No, mm -hmm. no, it just seems like a well defined. It seems like a big lift. Like, are you a cruise person? Do you have this time off? You know, wouldn't you think he would have to approach this whole idea of going on a cruise of vacation in, in like a surprise sort of way due to the level of anxiety and worry that would build up just leading up to getting on the ship. So almost, uh, yeah. So almost like two birds, like he should have just had the surprise party ready for her when they got on the boat. He should have missed your teeter. That's what I was thinking. B.A. Baracus, sir. I ain't getting yeah. on a, I ain't gonna plain Hannibal, you know. I'm, oh, I'm not going to drink that milk. I know. You got a B. You got a B on your neck, honey. And then, you know. Uh, all right. So who do we see next? We see the famous singer, Roxy Blue. She's exiting her limousine amongst the protest of her entourage of old white men. Nine, nine people get out of that clown car. Like, just literally. And here's the thing, like, they all start to make this pitch to her that she can't do this and she's going to like piss off Bob Hope and all this stuff. But like, that's a long dock. I'm assuming that Roxy blue does not live on the water. Like, why were you not talking about this in the car? Did they like wait until they got out of the car? And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I guess she's getting on the boat. We really need to talk her out of this. What? Well, couldn't they told the driver just not to stop? Yeah. You would think the driver's on the payroll. There's there's a bunch of white dudes in suits in the car. Then if not, then what does it take all of you? Because you're all just like rubble, 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 rubble. They were just making noise in the background. It's, you're crazy. Well, yeah, because only the one guy got actual like yeah. time. Yeah. What was it said? They warn her she'll be dead on TV if she leaves Bob Bob Hope in the lurch. Yeah, they made but, Bob Hope sound like. Yeah, but then it was like, what is he stalking her? Is this a TV thing or? If she oh, leaves Bob I alert. Yeah. TV yeah, he's going to blacklist her <laughs> if she doesn't like come to his house for dinner. It sounds, yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
I feel like, first of all, like those Bob Hope specials probably tape months in advance. So it's not like it's Bob Hope's not working live. You know, I'm sure he'll be able to find whoever the All-American tight end in 1977 was to catch a pass. And let me tell you, ball, like, you know, one of those things. It's just maybe he was filthy in 77. Maybe he was like early dice, like Bob Hope dice. Just all the hey, you know, we're we're I think we're within God, it might be a couple months or it might be a year. We're right in the right around the time that the old binger passed away. So maybe you don't want to cross Bob Hope. Maybe not. Maybe not. All right. Powerful man. So basically she's like, you know, I don't care. I need a vacation. She's rushing aboard the ship. Uh, and I, I just put a note here. I just love the image of the five white guys in suits behind her when she's walking oh, away. Yeah. I it just, like, it made me giggle. It looked like, remember the David Lee Roth video? where he's got the TV stage, it's Dave TV. And there's like all those little like clips and everything that looked like one of those like sped up scenes where they, all those guys looked like, um, you know, suits, network suits that were like chasing Dave around with notes. That's what it said. That's what it looked like. That was so funny to me. I made me giggle out loud. Yeah. Uh, from the deck above Isaac. And then I wondered what's the bartender do anyway. Isaac yeah. spots her arrival and excitedly tells Julian Gopher that a star is in their midst, and then adds that he's huge fan. He's a huge fan of Roxy Blues music, and then this weird joke about sounding like George C. Scott. Yeah, and all I can see is the Patton movie poster. God, I love that movie. I, I didn't get that at all. I guess I didn't he was really... the gravely voiced actor of the day. You know what I, I, I? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. probably a reference that would it's it, just, uh, would make more sense to us. Maybe it, you know what you're probably right. It's just timely. You know why Isaac is named Isaac? Because no. his eyes are so good. He spotted her from miles away. Like that's he, she wasn't even at the gate. He must have heard rumblings. What are Who's the looking odds? that hard? What are the odds that the bartender, like you said, why is the bartender even out there? Because he and he's on the right, si- the correct side of the boat. He believes was starboard. I believe we're uh, speaking of stalking her. It's not Bob. Hope you got to worry about it. It's Isaac. It is Isaac. He's going to politely stalk you. Um, And interesting that there is a camera shot following this Roxy blue entrance. And it is (laughs) of a conveyor belt with cases of Heineken being loaded on the ship because nothing says Pacific princess quite like Heineken. And this is before like brand. that's a gratuitous brand oh, advertisement. Well, I wonder. I wonder if it seemed more um, foreign back then, more and more, more uh, a little less accessible. The you know, international like a, flavor of yeah, Heineken. Of Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. Of all the products to show, it was cases of Heineken. Uh, back to Bert. Bert gives Julie a friendly hello as he and Denise check in. And Julie gives them their cabin number, sends them on their way. Interesting thing here. I We've talked about this check-in process quite a few times, probably every time. And now I'm a little more confused because now I've been thinking about it. And uh, they never give them a key. Receipt, I have a Or an ID bracelet. They I give have a point about that later. Interesting. Well, you know what? I'll put a pin in that and we'll, put we'll a come pin back in to it, that. But I will say... No key was handed over at this time. I didn't see. Let's put a pin. Let's put a pin in that for later. Now, did you see in past episodes? I don't remember there ever being anything given, whether it's a piece of paper or anything given to them. No. 
And I'm no, if anything, this is the most pre-warning that anybody's had <laughs> for poor yeah. Julie yeah. that, you know, he called ahead about something. But yeah, there's no there's no subterfuge. He gives the names of both people. She said right. where to go, but that's it. There's nothing exchanged. There's no no, ID, no, no entry point, nothing. I wonder if today's cruises, if they do like a bracelet or is it, or is it more like a hotel card? Fob. Something. Yeah. I bet it's really easy. Card. I mean, I assume cruises run like hotels now, like with all the access stuff. I just wonder if you have a certain like, oh, I've got platinum level. So your little bracelet thing, when you but that's scan why it, the, the, well, the card fob, it would all do the same thing. Oh yeah. 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 You know. yeah that's true. Then you'd have to make this thing waterproof and the whole. Yeah. Actually. Plus it would be gauche. It's not a choker. No, unless maybe you can get in coral, you know, something uh, nautical. Can I have mine in conch shell? That'd be awesome. Uh, Suspicious Denise. Asked, here we go. Asked Bert how he knew how she how he knew Julie's name. And he points out that she's wearing a name tag. Right. Nothing, nothing going, nothing going wrong here. Don't worry about Bert. Not doing anything shady. Wanders back over to where Julie's standing and covertly tells her that he's the one who made special birthday plans for his wife. Wasn't so covert, though. Come on, Bert. So, like, he he goes back to his wife and then he fibs. I wrote down fibs. I haven't wrote down that word in a long time. That he just asked Julie to pass along a message to the captain. I don't even want to say this next thing. To steer the ship as safely as possible. Which brings me to a point that's been brought up every episode. In one of the first scenes in this episode, like they show the captain. Oh, we have not, the same note. Good. I'm glad you went back to it. <laughs> not in a not behind a wheel, right. but in like this, like almost like a crow's nesty sort of right. thing. Or, or like a gun out. parrot. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Now I feel like the love boat's sort of screwing with this. I think they've seen the episodes and they're and they're going, we're never going to show him the steering wheel. Why wouldn't that be? The, why would you show him? It? But did you see what he's doing? So he he's got just, a he's got a walkie talkie, I guess. I saw that, and he's like he's lining up it like you're trying to like back up a yeah. moving truck or so something. He's parallel parking the the Pacific so, Princess. So is someone else? First of all, the boat's docked, but even if it's not, shouldn't he be like if you're a captain, the biggest thing I would assume is like pulling in and pulling out of the of the dock, right? Yeah, so you don't need if you're the captain, you're not the guy going like the holding. Like you're not so the he, guy giving direction. So he's not physically exiting land oh. if he's doing this move. You know what? Here here here's the parallel. A captain of a, of an airliner, uh, of, of an airplane, right? He doesn't get out when they land. Yeah. Grab two flashlights <laughs> and have some some jobber steer the plane while he's doing this. It makes no sense. Yeah, I'm starting to think that the captain of the ship is more like a mater D. Oh, I I I I do not disagree with you on that. Um the other thing here is man, that guy is a quick liar to his wife. He didn't skip a beat. Like he just rolled out like, "Oh no, dog. You got surprise, me all wrong. I was surprise party rules." You were, you were at that surprise party I threw where I had a double surprise party. Man, I was lying for days to my wife about that. That's not an easy thing to pull off. But it's great because it's all free lies. You can yeah, lie as much as you need to. 
for the greater good. However, and, and it's always nice when we had days when we we're like, we are not going to tell a lie all day. It is a yes. day of truths. Right. So not for Bert, not for Bert. And again, like you said, look what he's working lies. with. She doesn't believe anything. She's, she's <laughs> completely paranoid. Um, here we go. Uh, a, a particular eager, a particularly eager passenger cuts the line to check in with Gopher. Says his name is Robert Tanner. That's T A N N E R. The woman he cut in front of Myra Grove tells her husband Harvey that if this guy starts spelling out Robert, she's going to scream. <laughs> then she opens her mouth to make good on her threat as he's spelling Robert, but Harvey muzzles her. The groves are the groves are great. Now them getting half credited took it away from me, but I was going to kind of put them in the in the grouping with the uh, the Reverend and his wife last week, yeah, and that couple with the big teeth uh, a yeah. few weeks ago as like non credited couples. It's a great description of those. But <laughs> but these guys are these guys are the best like ancillary couple that we've had. Oh, you know what's funny is I think you should always have like two characters. On every crew, you know, yeah. when I say that, I mean she had such a distinct voice. You should always oh, yeah. have like a like a peanut gallery sort of. Uh, well, and plus that storyline needed something because yeah, it was just it was a lot so of Jim neighbors boring. talking about the same thing over and over it, again. It, I get the what logic. they were going for, but good lord! Uh, so now we're we're down to that camera shot when the boat is leaving dock, and the thing is. Is it a thing now that guest stars get their own camera shots when the boat is leaving? Because I saw almost everyone. Yeah, get we, this this at least felt like okay, we've met them all, and now you know we're getting this. It right. didn't feel packed on as last week with Bill Bixby, but it definitely was like they spread the wealth a little more this episode. Yeah, it definitely. But again, it's like we understand how boats work. We know you're on it, sort of. Yeah. I also don't know who you're waving to. Are you just out there? Like Jim Neighbors did not have a friend. He, it turns out he's an international jewel thief. He probably doesn't have people that dropped him off. Yeah, but it, you, you make a really good point. If you're checking into a ship, and I'm sure it's like a, a plane in the sense that say, okay, well, we're departing at, let's just go with like 3 p.m. Sure. Please be here. It's the 70s, so there's no security. Be here six minutes before we leave. <laughs> maybe so have you, a name. <laughs> maybe. You don't no ID. You don't even need a pen. Just show up six minutes prior. Who? It's not like they're like either leaving or coming to America as immigrants. Yeah, it's not, it's, Ellis, not some, it's not Ellis Island. Yeah. Right. It's not some grand event that that you know, a celebration is necessary. It's, do they, I could see coming home. Oh, we missed you, but it's a right. bit much. Like no one's welcoming ride. me I home like that. For, I don't want to pay for dock parking. No, that makes sense. Do you think there are like, um, like cruise groupies that are just really into boats setting sail? You know, I, I can, I can partially answer that question. Uh, <laughs> In the area near where I live, has, has a lot of navy uh, ships, aircraft carriers that you know, meaning air, uh, navy ships with a lot of people, you know, and they and they do these like six month, I think, rotations. Let me tell you something: if you're there <laughs> the day that ship comes back, you would think that there were ship groupies 
because these people are dressed crazy because they haven't seen their significant other, boyfriend, wife, whatever, for six months. Okay, six months makes sense. Six months coming in makes sense. Exactly. These guys are what? How long? How long is the cruise? Like well, ten, four days? ten days. They ten, seem to always ten indicate days? ten days. First of all, that's coming in. We haven't seen one of these shots coming in. No, no. It's always going out. And the other thing is too. It's like if you did get a ride to the airport, fine. Maybe somebody stays behind. But it's like, are they staying behind to throw paper? Not to mention how, all who's how cleaning often up all the paper in the ocean. How often are you get a ride to the airport? I would take an Uber. Like, is my Uber driver waiting for me to wave goodbye on the boat? Well, plus, if you can park right in front of the ship, just like JJ did, yeah. But this like week, the other people couldn't. did. Uh, with this week, you couldn't. couldn't. I, you couldn't. The you fascinating could. thing now, to get further on, is I I need to like go back and like track hard truths for each week because I don't think they're consistent. This this week was a lot of uh, different bar hours. Yeah. That were yeah. not consistent. So, well, if if Roxy Blue is such a big star, then why did she have a longer walk to get on the boat than JJ did? <laughs> well, again, I wonder if she she wasn't on Julie's list. They or she didn't, didn't really recognize. They didn't even bother coming up with like a fake name, like Bloxy Rue or something. Like it was <laughs> just, but like. So is this another one of those that she just decided last minute? Which I guess makes sense because she was booked for. Bob Hope. She's got cash. Maybe no, it wasn't last. Maybe it's well, something you know, prepay. she got to prepay on this thing. Or maybe that's why she said no to Bob Hope. She was like, I need a vacation. Consistent Which is fine. They didn't, really told that. they didn't hit that hard enough, though. I mean, I no, I agree. I, well, at the end, it kind of got weird, and it kind of made me think that's what was going on. But, yeah, just those those, those crazy white dudes. dudes like yeah, she just yeah that, that was supposed to connotate a lot more than I think it did. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. After the ship sets sail, Roxy sashays, I wrote the word sashays, I don't think it's the first time I've ever written that, into the lounge, what does she order? Kahlua, Kahlua on the rocks. Mm. Weird choice. That doesn't sound good. I like I've a never little, heard of Kahlua uh, without cream. I've, I've only had Kahlua in my coffee. I, I like yeah. a little Kahlua in the coffee. Especially yeah. the pumpkin spice Kahlua, the vanilla cream Kahlua. Right. But this so is like straight. as a as a straight yeah thick like that that's a thick. Well, I thought the interesting thing was good. about this whole event is Stubing announces this that it's a midnight buffet. So it's let's just pretend it's October, so okay. it's still not daylight savings. The boat leaves in the sun. So at the latest, October, I, I don't know what California's sun is different, but let's say it's like six o'clock at the earliest. Sounds about right. Sun should be going down right around then. Are they not eating till new, till midnight? Or is this like I, an extra thing? I bet you it's like an extra thing. Because nobody's like, at the bar at midnight. After every other episode of this show, people are just getting bombed yeah. constantly Dancing. all hours of the day. Sure. And now it's midnight on the first night. There's got to be nervous passengers. Why is Denise not down there? Maybe she's too nervous to be down there. I think Isaac locked the doors so no one else could come into the bar. Oh, he could creep on uh, Roxy maybe. Blue. Roxy Blue. Uh, so she orders the drink. I just got to say this. I really like Isaac. After the... Cause 
because he was as smooth as you would have been in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) Isaac, Isaac rallies and it worked, but that was some of the worst game I've ever seen. And you're a bartender, dude. Come on. It, It changed my, um, the way that I thought about him. Yeah. Because I always thought it was like, oh, smooth Isaac. He's probably, you know, got so many late. Isaac is not smooth. And I, that's why I liked him. I was like, oh, okay. He's he's not that different from Gopher. No. In the sense that they seem both like innocent dudes. And, and Isaac doesn't even seem like he drinks that much. The he's only like- thing I can think, because this is really the first Isaac episode, is... Is this like his origin story? And now he's just going to be, you know, oh, now he's just going to be a pig. Right. And it's like that thing this, where he, um, this is what Roxy Blue like, broke him. Right. He's like breaking bad. Yeah. He's going to be it's bad. Up it's numbers. bad. Oh, it's bad. The things that she, it was bad. Like I felt, I'm just glad he had that springy thing that he works out with that he pulls and he has that in his room so he can. He had that hanging up on the towel rack next to his bed for some reason. I bet you he does karate in there too. But anyway, uh, I, I like Isaac. Um, so Roxy asked for that drink again. Clue on the rocks. Oof. Uh, he's all excited. Uh, he admits to being frustrated in the presence of music royalty. Asked her to repeat her drink order. He's a mess. Isaac's a mess. He's either the worst bartender ever or he's just a mess. I think he's just a mess right now. Uh, He responds to chattering about how he owns every record she ever made, loves her music, so excited that he just can't hide it. He said those words. He's about to lose control. I think I like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, When she chuckles at his fawn-like devotion. And you know what? She knew what she was getting with him. Yes. So this was a very female forward, positive storyline that for that time, you I'm impressed that they didn't just make that a guy with Julie because Roxy knew what she wanted and took what she wanted and then was done with Isaac. And, you know, it was like good for her. I feel like it's the episode should have been their story should have been called Roxy blue gets her groove back or some something to that effect. Or Roxy blue does what he does on vacation. Spit him up. Chew him Either out. way, just bye. See ya. Yep. Like a butterfly. Woo. Uh, bu- 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 bu. uh, he tells her he'd really, really like to see her during the cruise, which I thought was a ballsy move considering how bad he is at this sort of uh, well, it's not flir- just flirting that. attempt. It's not just that. It's like... This is always why you don't hit on bartenders, right? Because if it's a bar you go to and you get shot down, now it's awkward. But the reverse, no, I don't think Roxy Blue cares, right? She'll just run through life. She doesn't have, we have to have to worry about this. But like if a bartender hits on you and you turn him down, I'm not drinking that stuff that he's pouring me now. No, like, no, that's know, a good point. So she was kind of forced. She, he was kind of, Isaac sort of strong armed her. You think he's? You think he was all just a, a ploy? No, he's writing stuff on napkins. You don't see it on the camera. It's stuff like it's going to be a long ten days. Roxy Blue, you know, gives that a room number. Just all sorts of creepy. No, I'm not going to do that to Isaac. I like Isaac. No, Isaac. I, yeah, I do think it's a little weird that it went from 
I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan to, I want to spend some time with you. I, I've met, uh, like a couple, like musicians that I'm a fan of. I didn't want to hang out with them. I just wanted to, Hey, great show. I really like this album, but I don't know why it went from, I'm such a big fan to, I really like to spend some time with you on this. Yeah, but to be fair, that could have been your favorite thing, a cup of coffee. That could have been one of those things. It was Roxy Blue who was like, come to my room for one drink. I see. So it was more just a shot to kind of hang out. and. I think he would have taken literally any interaction in the 10 days. And Roxy Blue was like, well, you'll do. (laughs) There is a, there is, there is a litter Mm-hmm. Of broken-hearted bartenders across the seas of this nation, <laughs> courtesy Roxy Blue. Roxy Blue. Yep. She just she just she's knocked out every cruise ship. She's going in uh, alphabetical order. Remember she's last week key. when you were like, "Oh, there's that one with the London." That she she took out some British Isaac. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh, good call. Nice callback. Um, Roxy mulls it over and invites him to stop by her suite. You're absolutely right. After his shift for one drink but to keep it to himself because she's trying to keep a low profile and doesn't want anyone to know she's on the ship. They didn't do a good enough job of that. No. Because no. we find out that Steubing is is like into Just her and Julie's at least looking for her. And all she does is kind of put sunglasses on. If she's as big a star as they're making her out to be, this shouldn't have been such a where's Waldo well, situation. She's using the, you know, the classic Superman Clark Kent disguise right. glasses. Like, give me a, give me a hat. Give me something. It and and you got a bunch of older people. No offense, that that may be a little little nosier. People are going to be looking. Yeah, they're all they're all friggin' chasing Gomer Pyle down, right? Because he talks about liver and onion. Well, they've got some issues with that. And that was the end. So the next scene's up. Short jacket. Don't forget it. I love it. I knew. I knew you were gonna. There was a lot of short jacket action this week. A lot of short jacket. Here we go. Robert runs into Captain Steubing. And he's talking to him about the how the word aloha means hello and goodbye in Hawaii. And then I had a thought. See, I, I had my original notes, and then I, I started, I read this, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Bear with me here. If I'm a jewel thief, okay, and I'm going to be on a cruise, wouldn't you just, like, shut up? And not draw attention to yourself in any way instead of rambling on about spelling your name and causing a scene. Wouldn't you just get your room so, and just go to your room and just stay in your room and, and shut it and so I think lay low? Of, I think it's one of two things because you're right. So either he's trying to throw them off the scent by being this annoying rube, drawing them in, giving the confusion. Like the the last person anybody thinks is a jewel thief on this boat at the beginning of the trip and at the end of the trip is him. Mm -hmm. The only reason it even becomes a thing is the newspaper article. Which they never showed us the picture. I wish they would have like zoomed in on the photo because they're like, oh, it looks like him, but his face face is like partially obscured. So it's either that, Mm. And he's able to hide in plain sight, gain their confidence or gain their apathy, whatever. Or he's just like an idiot savant who literally is this guy, but also oh. is ultimate stealing jewels. He's counting. He's counting like uh, toothpicks when they fall on the ground kind of thing. He's yeah. Just yeah his like own a thing. Situation. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think about that. I think and it's one of the two. Because you're, right. you're right. Otherwise, 
Otherwise, it's like it makes sense. But you have to you can, you can't sneak around on a boat for ten days and steal people's jewels, right? I mean, probably. I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I would think he'd have to wait till the last day at least. Well, that's what he did. But he only got them. But we don't know that because we, we don't know what happened with right. everyone else. Because yeah. almost it was like well, he did it to her, but but like, did she deserve it? Because she was following him around. Like, would he have done that to her if she? I don't know if he would have done that to her had she not sort of. Uh, yeah, maybe been kind of crappy or to him. Maybe the whole thing was a target. We don't know know a lot about the groves except their massive age difference. It was quite an age difference. Thirty quite years. An age difference. Thirty. Thirty years. The actor. somebody's going to jail. Thirty. Somebody's years. going to jail. That guy was born in nineteen oh nine. That's why he was in ten million radio programs. Jesus. It was he like Car- was there when Marconi invented it. Yeah, cars were new. Like the wheel. Yeah. They, what is this? We tires. They didn't even have tires back then. Friend Isaac arrives at Roxy's suite clutching a bottle of Kahlua and an ice bucket dressed in a matching leather jacket and pants. That outfit. Yeah. And ha- he must have been making those leather noise, like, uh, 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 walking down the hall. you for a whole bottle of Kahlua? That's like getting a whole bottle of vermouth. But he's, she went there for one drink and he brought a bottle of... Right. It's like, this is the only thing I know about you. Who's going to be like, oh, give me... I need, yeah, I, me I'm give me another Kahlua. Like, I mean, it you, worked. Like, we can't we can't give him crap. It worked. Well, it almost didn't work. Because he only waited like 15 seconds when she didn't yeah, answer the dude, door. And he started to walk going? away. It's Who a boat. Where are, you, where are you going, Isaac? <laughs> where are you going to, like, Camp hide out, so it's not awkward? <laughs> you work here. You have 15 seconds. You Sit down. Sit down on the door till she his, opens. His mentality and his lack of game means that is not a realistic thing. He would have stood there for an hour. Yeah. There's no way he's walking away after 15 seconds. No. It was a little off of the... Uh... So she answers the door <laughs> wearing a uh, t-shirt that says, Stevie Wonder Loves You. I thought that yep. was funny. Invites him into chit-chat and listen to some music. And then she does sort of make fun of his leather suit, which was funny to me. Now, you know what music she invited him to listen to? Was it jazz? With some Ray Charles tapes. Oh, Ray Charles. Roxy Blue likes the, likes the blind singers. Bet you she had some like super secret like bootlegs. You know, I got some unreleased stuff. I think she's got some. Uh, who's saying? Jose Feliciano, Roy Orbison, all the blind greats. Oh, all the greats. I like it. I like it. Um, we go uh burton lists gopher to take candid photos of his wife so he can surprise her with them at her birthday party and the boat doesn't this, have a photographer and so then i was like what does a purser do what is his job how does he have time to do all this stuff and then and i thought like this lady's paranoid but it just seems like maybe there's a history of shadiness by the husband for this woman to be such a nervous nelly and so distrusting distrusting and the combination of that and this guy just making up lies without even just boom, I got that, you know. Uh, and what was, what was what was camera technology in 1977? Is that pre Polaroid? You push a button. Yeah. Well, I, 
I don't know. It was a free Polaroid. <laughs> from to have the like camera with the, oh the big hood <laughs> and the, like yeah, but like that was like an old timey camera, right? Didn't Polaroids not exist in 1977? I don't know. It's not like he had some complex camera. He had a square camera, like they had with the square little flash cube on top. It's just also wind wind. Bert, Bert listen. I know it's different times and everything, but man, my house had photo albums growing up. Get get two or three photos, bring them to bring them to the trip. Let right. go for blow them up. You're gonna you're gonna at the very least you're gonna rise suspicion to your point to a very suspicious person. I just think it's funny how this guy's like, I want to throw a party for my wife, and they're like, great. What do you have? Well, I need you to take pictures. What'd you get for a gift? I need you to get this. And I need you, like, I need, well, need, need, need. He's too busy cheating on his wife, is what it is. I'm just going to say it. He's, he's cheating he's on his wife. Huge thing over here. And now well, it's about to blow up. And he's like, oh, snap. I got to throw a party for her, old net, just to get her off my trail. Well, here's the other thing you, you don't know anybody else in this boat. Right. Why would so you have a party this there? party? It's just the two of you. Like, it's an audience of your, one. That's why it's to all your bullshit. point, the cruise should have been the surprise. Because it would have eliminated more you need. all the anxiety. And then, you know, yeah, you have the cake and all that stuff. But, like, this party, they never really said what the party was going to be. And it wouldn't maybe, have been good. Maybe he really was going to kill her. <laughs> I don't just, know. But it's he weird. He had like, a quick plan B. Yeah, look at all these pictures I want to display of you that I just had taken today. Like, Yeah, what? that is and weird. And the message on the cake, the whole... We'll get there. We'll get there. Got a lot to talk about. Uh, Just as as Denise appears and then looks alarmed when Gopher starts trailing after her. Again, what the hell is Gopher doing? What does a purser do? Because he's, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, he said he's not a boat detective. He wants to be a boat detective. I'd watch Gopher. I'd watch I'd watch Burl Smith Boat Detective. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I forgot about that weird name. Next morning, Roxy stops by the bar, orders a cup of coffee from Isaac. Well, it ain't morning. It's noon. Well, for her, for Roxy, that's about as morning as it gets. Else? Jesus, Isaac. Well, you know. Also, you know. rough shift. He just finished at one. He's yeah, back how in. How is he back? Noon? How is he? Because they have, no, they have nobody on this boat. He's the only bartender. <laughs> The entire boat. Now the two are grinning stupidly at each other. I didn't know how else to describe it. And Julie rushes in and asks Isaac if he's seen Roxy Blue. Uh, Roxy's hiding behind a magazine. Isaac's playing dumb. Says he hasn't seen her. Julie says to keep an eye out for her because Captain Stubing. Hmm. Julie's too good. Julie is too good at her job to not to not she find would know. Roxy Blue. Yeah, she would I don't know. think I don't think she knows what Roxy Blue looks like. I don't even think she knows what a Roxy Blue is. No, I think I think Julie is into uh, what else is like. She's into like Kiss. <laughs> she's part of the uh, Kiss oh, army. Like Skinnerd. Yeah, yeah, she's she got no idea. Crap. Yeah. She probably thought one of those white guys in suits is Roxy Blue. <laughs> she's looking for that guy. So Julie's just trying to get a minute. I don't know uh-huh. why. She hasn't such rough day. And then this guy rolls in. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Again, the bar is completely empty because Isaac clearly has locked the doors. And he's like, hey, where's the shuffleboard tournament? Dude, read the 
there's got to be a bulletin board like somewhere with, with her what her corns or whatever her her bunions. Right, she should have been like f off. Go, if it's, I it's into, out there. If I walked into a room and two oh. of the three people in there were staff, I would be like, you know what, this probably isn't for me. I'll find the shuffleboard tournament myself. Also, you ain't dressed for a shuffleboard tournament, there, guy. Like, why can't? Aren't you doing the man? You know, the same favor by just saying it, it's on uh, the Lido deck. Go this yeah. way and aft. She's going to send show. him on his way because she'll send guests upstairs and aft. But I guess they wanted to create, they just had to do something to create space for. I wonder if that's code. I wonder if that's boat code. Wink, wink. Yeah. Where's the shuffle? Maybe where's the shuffleboard means. Because here's the thing mm. Julie is in a different outfit in every scene in this show. There's like nine outfit changes for her. So who knows? Maybe she was playing shuffleboard all week. Maybe she was on multiple shuffleboard teams and she had to wear a different uniform in order to participate sense. in there each individual team. There were a lot it, of bold colors. It gets confusing with so many people holding sticks with the letter U at the end of it. Very confusing. Uh, and, and then also about this whole dinner thing with Roxy Blue, I really, really think that all the captain does is have dinner with people every single he sleeps all day, gets up in the afternoon, puts on his short coat, goes to dinner. Honestly, I mean, it, it was funny, but it's not even funny anymore. No. He's not. He's not the captain. This I think is, his name is captain. This 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 episode does nothing to dissuade those thoughts, because later on, it's three in the morning. Everyone else is in their pajamas. Not and he's him. still in his short jacket. He's on his fourth dinner of the night. He just works him in shifts. <laughs> he's just and and it's he funny how eating. he just goes to pieces around Roxy Blue. He just uh, melts. And I'm like, come on, man. Damn it. Be a captain. Where's that captain? Where's that captain yeah, Scooby from like episode one? It was like a different bad version of him not being. Yes. We need a word for is it Captain Lee? We need a word that's like presidential. Yeah. Is it captainly? Yeah. yeah, he wasn't being captainly in this one. Like you don't, you don't. Where's that captain swagger? Like that just captainness. Yeah, it just was. Anyway, we're back to Bert. Bert's to get. This scene is so shady. They're sitting at a bar together. Like what? Not yeah, even in like. Drinking? A, I think is so. Drinking. She's well, got a little know, wine glass in front of her. She did get kicked off the show, but we're we're we're, we're not there yet. I will not have you start talk looking. Me. I'm already upset to live in a post Julie world. Well, not, I think they brought in the captain's daughter, so don't worry. I'm just saying, I'm so I'm so team. I don't want to live in a Julie list. She's great. Nope. No, I may leave. I may leave the show when Julie leaves the show. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, Bert gets together with Julie again in, in a bar to tell her he'd planned to give his wife a bracelet for her birthday, but that idea got pooched Once when the again, to your uh, point, he didn't bring anything. Anything he brought nothing. <laughs> he brought nothing with nothing. him. Nothing. Maybe he was gonna murder her. <laughs> Something. He brought nothing. He had to make a cake. He didn't have a gift. He had no photo. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. Really? You're worried about measuring a neck? You don't give two craps, buddy. He was trying to kill her with that bathrobe thing. He was this whole thing was setting it up. She was right. And like later that next well. Um Julie offers to accompany him to the gift shop and help him pick something out for Denise. And he says that'd be a good idea. 
if Denise weren't always lurking around. I bet you that's not the first time he said that to a, a lady outside of his marriage. I don't like this guy. I'm telling you, Bert is a, is a serial cheater. <laughs> uh, cue Denise, who enters the lounge and spots the two of them talking. She tips to, she tiptoes over just in time to overhear the Julie's joke to Bert. Uh, it's not, it wasn't really a joke. It says, we'll just have to get rid of her. You know, heard, obviously, <laughs> out of context. Uh, after Julie ambles off, Denise confronts Bert. But that was about the only... what... hmm. Yeah. I was just going to say, they did a good job of not, like, being so ridiculous out of context stuff. Oh, it wasn't like a Like, everything of... was pseudo-logical that they would say it, or it, it would it be worked. a misunderstanding, but, like, there weren't too many stretches. Hmm. I agree with you on that. I And it's funny how they do the, at the end, when they all have all the things and they explain it. Yeah, that that was a little more comical to me than the than the the individual occurrences that happened. Yeah, I was fine yeah. with it when they it bunched them all together. I was like, it could have been way it, worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, good thing we don't have more crew members because then it would have been you know would have totally lost it. But I will say this, and I think some of it comes up now. Well, it's a little bit later, but yeah. We, they clearly have gotten some sort of uh, hiring freeze lifted because last week they hired Charo. And this week I counted at least four additional staff members. Same here. Including two that have speaking roles. Yeah, the chef. Maybe three. Yeah. Did the skeet guy get a, a word in or did he just throw the skeets? I don't know if he got a word in. Okay. But anyway, we had at least four guys this week. You know, so. he might have, because I, I remember him saying like something like, he's like, that's all you have to do or something. And he was like, yeah, that's it. Or something, yeah, something when like he was that. explaining really, it to the, the, the. So the princess lines have come into a windfall. Maybe it's some of that TPP money or something like that. It's all it's that like, money. Yeah. What else does the guy who works the skeet machine do? Like all like day? This, is he like the armorer? Does he take care of all the guns? Do you think, or just he's just? Is there another guy for that? And he just. I wonder if it's just the skeet. I don't even think it was the same guy as the last skeet. I don't think it was either. I don't think it was. There's not a lot of cross training going on in this boat. Because the other guy that I noticed that didn't have a speaking role, I think it's around the same time as the skeet. There is somebody serving, probably screwdrivers. On a tray, mm. kind of in the background, and it's like, okay, so they got Isaac some help, probably because he's out, you know, schlupping Roxy Blue. The whole well, he's time. exhausted from being yeah. up all night with Roxy Blue. <laughs> <laughs> but so they they definitely appear to be staffing the boat a little better, which is good. Does not explain what well, just not makes explain the security breach at the end of the the night where there's not a cop in sight, but which is amazing. Which is yeah. amazing. Um. Uh, after Julie walks away, Denise confronts Bert about what she can only assume is his plot to do away with her and screeches, I am not giving you a divorce before start. And then she storms out. Hilarious. Which here we go. We're starting to see she's a little lunatic. The cracks, the cracks are forming. Uh, here's where in inside her suite, Denise stares at herself in the mirror uh, tells her reflection that she should have known Bert was up to something sinister. 
then bitterly laughs about how wives are always the last to know. Give her, the, give her the damn Emmy right now for what she's doing. Like nobody expected this level of, yeah, uh, she's really good acting. Like she was really it was like good. a little soliloquy. It was really good, but it's really good, and it's like the balance between crazy, Silly. but it could have been like so over the top bad. Well, she, I think. Her, I, I agree. I, I think that her sort of buying into that character really sold that. Um, I don't want to say sort of just the uh, emotional roller coaster that she was right. based on her nervousness. And then when she has that moment alone, it was just interesting because I don't even think she probably didn't even have to work that hard to kind of sell this role. Right. And the fact that she, you could tell she was in it, it was kind of cool to see. Well, I think it also helps, too, that Bert is very understated. Bert's you know, so it's bag. like, yeah, it just it was just really it was just really well crafted. It, I thought it really was well crafted. It really. I, would because you say this, this is also the first time when she's doing the mirror soliloquy? This is also the first time they start using the musical cues, like the ominous music. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's just like. I think it's the best, like crafted piece of business they've we've had out of the fifteen, oh, definitely. you know, storylines or whatever. Just I, excellent. Like I would have watched the whole. Agree. I would have watched the whole the whole show of just this. That was good. Oh, that could have they could have run with that easily, longer. Yeah, much longer. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. Um, she grabs a tissue. The phone rings, and it's Gopher. And he mistakes her sniffly voice for that of Bert. I listened to those voices back to back. That is that is that is a lie. A little bit of a stretch. Yeah. He's like, huh? You know, it's yeah. just not. Yeah. I've I've heard my wife blow her nose and it doesn't change her voice several octaves. It just doesn't. Gopher Gopher's just not great on the phone. He's kind of over a few over gopher just, on the phone. He can't. He's not. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he reports that he hasn't been able to get a clean shot of his wife and suggests he do it himself so he can blow her up. Yep. All real she, things though. All real things. Yeah. She gasped at the threat of being blown up. <laughs> Sorry. As one does. As one, as one does. So she, she's in fear of being blown up at any point. Now this nervous woman thinks she's going to be blown up. <laughs> It's just so funny to me. Like, what? <laughs> Cruise ruined. Cruise ruined Cruise already. Ruined. How about all you got to do if you're thinking you're blown up? Just lock the door. Just lock the door. That's but it. What if there's somebody in the bathroom? Well, what if they booby trapped your bed? She's living in a world full of paranoia. It's fantastic. They should. You couldn't keep the storyline going for 45. She no, would have jumped no, overboard. Yeah. Like she would have been like, "There's no way." Yep. And it wouldn't have been that floating hat that didn't belong to anybody from last episode. <laughs> it would have been legit. Um, Robert enters the lounge. Don't forget Robert. Uh, seats himself with Harvey and Myra Grove and proceeds to ramble on about how he orders liver and onions for dinner only to change his dinner order. I was so... Yeah, they had to... Yeah, I needed a nap. After this storyline, it's just, I guess that's what they were going for, but they could have dressed it up a little bit. 
what they had a meeting at a table going here's what we're going to do we're going to lull the audience to sleep 100 96 percent. it is true Hold it on. is true it fooled, it's, it fooled me at the end i it did fool i me. didn't expect it it did fool me they got me again i just go back to if you're a jewel thief why don't you just shut up stay in your room you're on. Yeah. You're on the lamb, but I mean, he stole ninety thousand dollars worth of jewels. I think, I think he knows more than you do about jewel thieving. Uh, you know what? You're right. I, I, I should defer to. Yeah. I wonder ninety thousand and seventy-seven. Who who knows that math? But that's a lot of ninety-two thousand today. Who who cha-ching? Uh, <laughs> uh, Couple's eyes glaze over. Robert says he's noticed that whenever he starts talking to people on the ship, they suddenly complain of queasiness and they rush off. Yeah, me too. Harvey and Myra perk up, complain of a case of sudden fake queasiness, and they rush off. They rush off. And I made this note: the storyline is a bit of a snooze fest, but they always seem to have one. And I'm writing these notes as I'm watching it. Right. So I said that. They always seem to have one solid plot line and then one awful plot line. Yeah. So at this point when I'm watching it, I'm thinking, this is the bad one. Is this what they're doing with Jim Neighbors? Like what? It's just. It would have been interesting to see Jim Neighbors like in an actual acting role. Yeah. Because I maybe, feel like he was just playing Jim Neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Because later on, he does the Jimmy Walker almost saying dynamite. He, he says he golly. He almost says golly, but he went like gall. So it's, well, didn't he just always seem to play? I wonder what Jim Neighbors is like, not in character, because right. the, the Gomer Pyle character he appeared on a radio show, and that's where Andy Griffith he 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 found him or discovered him. Yeah, but I wonder if Jim Neighbors like okay, the cameras are off. Does he talk like Gomer Pyle? I mean, I need I to see some evidence that he's able to do otherwise. I mean, he would have been cool if like, like the Gomer last Pyle. minute would have been. Him being him the real jewel thief, you know. Or like they catch him, just like the Scooby-Doo thing. They take the mask yeah. off and you get to hear the real Jim Neighbors voice. Or when they do the voiceover, at least, you know. Curious. Very curious. Uh, Roxy whines to Isaac about how her successful music career has made her a conglomerate. She loves that word conglomerate. Uh, but she's also a human being that desperately needs a break. Again, to your point, she was just out for hers in this whole thing. Isaac just was just the guy that was there. Um, she needs a break. He stares at her and reminds her that she walked out on Bob Hope. She again waved her hand Bob Hope again with the Bob Hope. So they never really defined it, but they love to go back to it. I wonder if there was something there. I wonder if like she just didn't like Bob. Like, what was oh, the do you think maybe of- Bob Hope was supposed to be on and he ditched him? I mean, I don't know, but why keep bringing up Bob Hope? I don't think there's, there's a connection between Diane Carroll and Bob Hope. Was Bob Hope a notorious, like, you know, knee breaker if you if you crossed him? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, as soon as he appears on the ship, we'll find out. I don't yeah. know. But I just thought it was odd. Like, why do they keep bringing Like if Roxy random... Blue's car had exploded when she left? Well, why couldn't they just say, like, your manager or something? Or, you know, this TV executive, but instead to say Bob Hope. Like, I think it was shorthand for everybody knows the Bob Hope specials and being on them is a big deal. And by bailing on it, you're going to piss off the wrong people, I guess. She didn't care. She's nope. Roxy effing blue. No, they can get, they can get Donnie and Marie. <laughs> Donnie and Marie catching a stray. 
Yeah, that's another. She had a list. She was going to yeah. go through. <laughs> uh, uh, well, she checked both Bob Hope and the uh, Donnie and Marie on, off of her list, and she yep. checked Isaac off her list. But a boom. Yeah. So uh, Isaac, Isaac clearly like has gotten comfortable now. Wait, she invites so, him to lean. Come on in for a smooch. So he, I guess he's a boyfriend guy. Or a girlfriend guy, you know, it's like so he's not good at the flirting. No, he's not. He's a relationship guy. Good he's a relationship him. guy. That's good okay. for him breaking that. But, well, but, for now until he gets well, that's the next the thing. It's like he's going to change. It's like mice and men. It's all right to pet those puppies, but you don't, you know. That's funny. Uh, Bird is getting a lesson on skeet shooting. More skeet shooting because yep. why not have the most dangerous pastime on the uh... <laughs> most dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so, uh, and Denise ambles across the deck one level below with a very non subtle gopher in pursuit with his camera, which just slapstick. Bert spots Denise and yells hello at her while holding the rifle yeah. in his yeah. hand. Hey, Denise, she's got every reason oh, to 100%. be nervous. This guy's a serial cheater. She, she heard all these things. She's good. They're gonna, he's gonna blow her up. I guess he's going to shoot her. Then he's going to blow her up and then no time. No time. So I, uh, and also where's the gun safety. And I say gun safety. Look, I've been to gun ranges. You're not allowed. You don't that. No, 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 no. And, and it's not just a human safety issue. It's an insurance issue. Yeah, it like, is. Who, it is two episodes of skeet shooting complete with two times that the husband, has waved a gun around at his spouse. So. <laughs> well, I just think that uh, Kalu on the rocks and live ammunition shouldn't mix. It's just Hot not a sun. good idea. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, sun, fun, and rum. They should have put gun in there too. <laughs> like it works. It works. Uh, Gopher falls in the pool while taking pictures. My notes were, what does Gopher do? How does he have time to take pictures? Nobody is working. The captain isn't steering. We've seen Isaac serve one drink and one cup of coffee. Julie is the only person working on this boat. That's which true. Which we've said all along. That's true. Well, to be fair, because first of all, if you're ever going to go to commercial, have Gopher fall in the water. Perfect. Oh, it's a great break. It's a great but break. Then they come back, and the only person that doesn't have anything to do in this episode finally gets to work. Adam Bricker, hot off his, you know, Sexy performance last Charo, yeah, shirtless. Gets like zero activity in this show. He is barely in this thing. Um, but uh Denise runs over and you know, kind of is like, everybody's trying to kill me, blah 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 blah. Everybody's in on it. And he, of course, right away, pills. That's well, the to get her a prescription every time. This will solve your problems. Here's some here's a mild sedative. Yep. I just happen to have. That's it. That's that whatever. He's Except so for, ready. I think, one other line. That's it for Doc this week. They did not capitalize on his shirtless performance from last week. Not a lot of consistency. Not a lot of consistency. You think it's, that thing, it's, that, it's that old it's that old TV sitcom thing you used to hear about, which is like they would have a big board and it would be like, you know, we want to get two episodes a season about this guy. And, you know, that mm, like I we'll see. probably do a go for one here in the next one or two. Oh, I, I would, yeah, because we got the Julie one, we got the Captain one, we got yeah. the Isaac one. But they, they can maybe probably bigger, spread it around. Yeah. Maybe a bigger Doc one. I think we have a bigger Doc one. That was, I think last week was a big Doc one. 
well, we're do that scene with the pajamas where he's got the pants and then the woman's got the pajama, the pajama just, shirt. You're a, big, you're a big doc guy, so that makes I'm a big sense. doc guy. Uh, Stubing spots Robert again, standing by himself. Orders Julian Gopher. This is weird to make sure every passenger, Robert included, is having a good time on the cruise. Yeah. What? 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 What are you peddling, Captain Stubing? Again, he's the Mater D. He's the hostess of this boat. It's not a brothel. Like, what are you talking about? Make sure everyone has a great. Again, all he cares about is dinner and people looking like they're having fun. That's he doesn't give two craps about anything. He's like a front. He's like a, a greeter at Walmart. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> But wear a short jacket. At least, you know, Walmart people wear the vest. I, he, It's enraging. It's enraging. I want to go up You want people to have fun if mm. the boat moves and arrives on time. Yeah. Yeah. How's that doing? How about you take just a look at that? Hey, maybe we come take a peek with you. How about that? <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Julie complains that she's running out of passengers who are willing to have dinner with a guy. Gopher asks three random people if they'd like to eat with Robert Tanner. T-A-N-N-E-R. They react by staring at him in, ho- in horror before leaping into the pool. Yep, it made was, me laugh. It made me funny. giggle. That was funny. I thought that was good. And I just, They're getting a lot note, of use out of that pool set. They really are. They went twice. Great yep. commercial break, too, on that yep. one. Uh, on that, uh, I just wrote Robert Tanner stinks. Because at this point, I don't know anything about jewels right. or anything. I'm like, this <laughs> well, guy's the it's worst. Fair. It's fair yeah. that to think that they would not be landing the plane and that the whole thing would just be this thing i'm so. all in on the robert tanner storyline because it's supposed to stink right like i think it's intentional like you said the uh the other thing because i know we're always obsessed with figuring out what these people do on the boat julie mentioned when she was talking about robert tanner that she had to assign people to his table yeah 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 I so did is see that, that another part of the cruise life like that you actually get table assignments that is well, well i think that's part of the bigger picture and the bigger picture is that the cruise revolves around the captain having dinner with everybody to until three in the morning so those table assignments are crucial because he's like he makes her do that to make sure he gets to have dinner with everybody you can't just throw that against a wall you gotta schedule that's why it's all making sense now that when he does the thing in a couple episodes ago where he's like, I, I know everybody on this boat. It's because he's had dinner with all of them. Right. Well, <laughs> just like the first episode, she was like, you know, you chose the sea. He didn't chose the sea. He chose having dinner right. with hundreds of people over a 10 day period of time over and over and over again. But to, but to your point now, previously, they need a bigger captain's table table. It would be a lot yes. more efficient to have 12 because people. It feels like, Nine, yeah, seven people at a table. It's ridiculous. It's no sick. He's got the time. Yeah, this is why you have those midnight buffets. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so. why, it's why you don't have time to steer. And you know he's got more than one short jacket because that's his pride and joy. Uh, imagine he was just sad and he just started wearing the same white jacket. And it's just got. Well, we already you know, know Milton Brogue got, uh, Bro got wine on it last week. That's right. So you got to shelve that. I just assume it's like Spider-Man. He just has like all these uniforms in his closet. Yeah. Uh, with jacket, socks. Short, all. Short. Yeah. 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 Um, Myra and Harvey are lounging above deck when Myra comes across an article in the newspaper about an international jewel thief who's currently at large. The scoundrel's name is Roscoe Toller. 
which as Myra points out, has the same initials as Robert Tanner. Oh yeah. Lock them up for that. <laughs> Lock them up for having the same initials. Now that, no, that is, unex- that's lazy. That's just, but my guess is that, uh, Roscoe, what was it? Roscoe Tolker. Roscoe Toller. Okay. Gomer only has like all his luggage is embroidered. He only and has so he so had many to options. have an RT alias. Makes sense to me. Yeah, so that's what it is. I'm fine with it. Yep. Uh, she leaps to the conclusion that Robert must be the thief, and because he's Harvey's got the a, same hat, because he has the same hat, and suggests they report their theory to the captain. But then Myra makes a funny statement, saying that she's always wanted to be friends with an international jewel thief. Yeah. So this is where I get lost. So because this is basically now the whole crux of that plot line until the very end. So. Everybody's nice to him, not because he's a jewel thief and they think it's cool. Is wh- Why are they being friends with him? So they have a story to tell later on? Well, it's just like, you know, some girls want to date the bad boy. Bad boys? <laughs> That's what this whole thing is. And one look at Robert Tanner just screams bad boy. I mean, Myra Grove has some interesting tastes as it is since she's married to a hundred year old man. So well, but it was, I cl- never understood why I understand why you didn't want to turn him in to liven up your boat trip or, or whatever. Yeah. Why but wouldn't like, you go? Well, why wouldn't you go right to the captain? No, because I mean, then they got up. It's like, you know, wouldn't they, you be worried that your stuff would get, well, I put my stuff away. Right. Okay. That I agree with. So you'd put the stuff away, but you wouldn't necessarily like, no, because the like, do they have to like pull over to the nearest authorities? Like, is that going to ruin my boat trip? Oh, meaning they might have to turn back early. Right. It's like, well, like okay. So, but what if there was security on the boat? But there's not. Remember we talked about where are they going to put them in Doc's office? There's not. There's that one skeet shooter. So it's is like, he secure? There's not one. They should have one. I mean, even. Like a Roz-like character from Night we, Court. Like, give me. We something. know there's not because twenty minutes from now, someone accuses their husband of murder. Yep. And, and there's nothing. It's just the boat. It's just the boat crew and the cook. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's great. And they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. And here's why. Yep. And he was like, no, I, for real, I was going to choke you with the bathroom thing, but uh, yeah, I think I think. As we start to kind of flesh out our questions that yeah. maybe will be answered and maybe won't be. Um, I don't even know people, who to address people these people going questions. on the boat. Still yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, and then this, the, the security. Now that we're no, starting no. to have more crew members, you would think that security would be like, just have a guy in the corner. Just have like a big dude. The 70s movies were filled with just like, where's the guy from Strange Brew and Happy Gilmore? That really tall guy. I'm with you. Let's put I mean, him on there because that you don't a non-speaking role. Mm-hmm. Just have him in the <laughs> lobby when people are coming in, and maybe in the do. bar. You bring him in for a week. You shoot three hundred scenes of him standing in a corner, and you just drop him in throughout the run of the, we're done. the episodes. Yeah. Well, you could get just nobody and film all these different shots of different security people yeah. just to it, mix like it up. Randall Tex Cobb or. I don't know, Harvey the guy, Martin. The guy that like, played Ogre and Nerds. Yeah, just Revenge someone the nerds, from the somebody. late 70s. A tall, like uh, Swen Nader. Like anybody a, from the 70s. Put a Phil Valippiano in there. You know what I mean? He <laughs> would do it. 
a future owner of a JoJo Players, a wonderful right. sports bar in rural New Jersey. Mark the Bird Fidrich, like anybody from the 70s who yeah. looked. You know. Sean Landetta. Nah, you know, a, a young Sean Landetta. Nobody wants, nobody's running from Sean, a hunter. No. You might as well not even have security. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the Phil Valipiano, which ages me immediately. Well, it's the 70s. Oh, we, we all know uh, starting left outside linebackers that played for the Raiders from 75 to 79. Red yeah. Grange. Why isn't Red Grange <laughs> security on this boat? Um, okay. Isaac tells Gopher he's been hanging out with Roxy Blue, which, again, he wasn't supposed to do. So maybe that's why the Roxy thing blew up. Maybe it's because he think broke the rule. I think this episode did a good job of establishing that these guys are boys. Oh, absolutely. And I think uh, that did a really good job because at the end, I think Gopher is a real solid friend. So, Oh, yeah. He says he's kind of the kind of woman that uh, a man would want to marry. I was like, whoa, yeah. dude. Whoa. Is, so, so once again, so we've seen this, right? Like it's the love boat. There's probably some right. weird karmic spell or whatever. But like, dude, you work on this boat. You know. You know what's up. You can't be falling in love with somebody in like four days when you work on this boat. Because guess what? Next week you're going to be on the damn boat again. And right. she's not. Roxy so. Red is going to be on the next one. I mean, there's going to yeah, be all man. sorts of people. He's just. Isaac Isaac just kept coming off kind of like a rube. He did. He did like very much more innocent than I thought he would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of maybe that's kind of, I think it's kind of nice. It can I be endearing, nice. absolutely. But yeah. it, these are these are mistakes that it feels like um if Isaac was like the new bartender and this was his first run or something like that, but they don't ever mention that. Mm-mm. There's no history of I it's wish there was like, like a He's a star effer. <laughs> totally is. He totally is. Um, Bird places the order with the chef. I wrote crew member. No name tag, though, because I looked. I even did the freeze frame to go back to see if I could catch the name tag. Bake a chocolate cake for his wife's with this crazy lettering. Again, Bert brought nothing. No cake, no present, no photo, nothing. This guy stinks, and he's a serial cheater. Um, so the boat... The the boat chef. Mm. I'm very excited. The, the boat has a chef. Uh, me too. Um, I mean, it makes sense. You know, the captain works with him. It's all about his stupid. Well, it's dinner. not just that. I mean, for like you said, all these dinners. But like, is is the chef chef different than the pastry chef, or is it just one guy's doing all this stuff? You, for that many people, you would think that you would have more than one pastry guy. chef. Yeah, I would think so. Um, Unless it's like, you know, this guy wants, I want the head guy doing this. Cause you know, I love my, I love my wife so much. Cause I've gone through so much trouble. He just wants to make it look like he made a big deal. When really all he did is like, Psst, Hey, that that's the extent of his birthday planning. The, uh, this was the last role that the actor who played the chef was ever in. This is his last credit. Well, no wonder. I wonder if he, they were going to have him uh, come back. He didn't die. Oh. He didn't die for like 12 more years. He I was just like, just, you know what? I'm, he's like John Elway. I'm leaving on top. I just, I think I assumed he died because I'm like, well, how would you walk away from the love boat like this? You know what I mean? Don't give, don't give me that role. I'll, I'll be back. Well, 20, I doubt this 20, is the only episodes. time a chef makes it. So I wonder if this is going to be like the housekeeper. Maybe in memoriam, they just know more chefs. Like, pour a little out for this guy. He didn't die till the show ended. (laughs) He just. But the character, they should kill off. They should kill off the chef. (laughs) 
Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Chef. R.I.P. Nameless Chef. Nameless Chef who they woke up at 3 in the morning. <laughs> and he had the PJs and the chefs at it. It was great. He, he's selling that gimmick. I love it. Uh, Julie tells me he found the perfect gift for Denise, a gold choker. You can see where this is going. She adds, since a choker has to fit snugly, she's going to need to figure out Denise's neck size. And I wrote, do people measure necks? Because I don't know if shirt is it collars, a number, I guess. but is it a number or is it like a small, medium, large? I've bought like bracelets for my wife and I don't go. Yeah, I need a I need a I need an 11. I, need I go, no, I need a, I need yeah, a three like, about this big. We show up with yarn and go to about like that. Like, I, yeah, is I just, he showing up with the with the, the, the robe belt? Like, like what is going here, on? Julie? <laughs> and then why would you have this big old thick robe on a, on the Pacific Princess where you're going to like tropical locations? It's not going to be. I mean, maybe do you think he's... that he brought it or do you think that that comes with the room? Oh, no, I'm thinking he's wearing that thick bathrobe because he's jacking up the air conditioning because he's really going to kill her. That's what it's all about. No, I, Wait, I don't. Why, why does the cold help the murder? Well, because you don't want the body. Or is he stinking. killing her like uh, Demi Moore in uh, St. Elmo's well, no, Fire? Is he remember, just freezing her out? <laughs> remember, last week, remember, we learned if they start serving ice cream, right. somebody died. I'm saying they gotta. he's got to keep the body cold. Or the body's oh. going to start smelling. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. That's where I went with it. Um, yeah, do people measure necks? <laughs> uh, then suggests he measures it by slipping his bathroom sash around it while she's asleep. As one does. Oh, that's what. How t- that's how I got my wife's ring measurement. I waited right. for her to fall asleep. Yep. Well, they have phones. Why don't you just call her sister? <laughs> You think your sister would know? Like I don't know. I, I hey, what's your sister's neck size? <laughs> don't tell her I'm asking. <laughs> also, we're not doing anything for her birthday this year. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, don't even worry about it. Big changes are coming after ten days at sea. <laughs> uh, uh, and then naturally, Denise appears out of nowhere to overhear the out of context part of the conversation. Uh, she returns to her suite, blocks the door. Now, hold on. Yes, sir. When she returns to the suite, after overhearing the choking, mm-hmm. she whips out a key to get into the room. Oh, I didn't even notice that. So. Wait, a metal key, just a regular. physical key, like, like okay. literally. Pulls I'm it out of her. It makes sense, but I didn't know they gave him keys. So, well. But we saw we saw the exchange. There was no key given. No key given. Well, I guess in theory you could leave it in the room, but that doesn't seem safe. Unless it's all the every key is the same key. <laughs> so I have no idea. I, I'm more confused now about a, the entryway. What a weird detail to add into the episode. Right. Without like because you know someone was like, no, 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 you have to open it with a key. But no well, one I went back to they go. Were, they were going for like, you know, she's nervous. So she's trying to open, you know, which is yeah. fine. But like, Super give her consistent. Just, they should. You know what they she should have a glass of water or something would have been the same effect. <laughs> they should hand them when they check in with Julie. They should just hand them a bag. And you can and assume. Don't even bring it up. Just everything's covered in that bag. Like, is it a brown paper bag? 
What kind of bag is (laughs) this awful greasy? It's an Arby's sack. Looks like it's got cannolis in it. It's just greasy and see-through. It's the it's the um brown paper bag that all those porno mags from the first episode came in. Oh, that's right. Uh, she returns to her suite after this key thing, which I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't notice that. And she blocks the door. She's barricading herself in. Wrong door. Uh, except Bert emerges from the bathroom. He's already in the killer's okay, already, he's, in he's the already there. So Bert already friggin' there. hightailed it. Yeah. Hightail. Yeah. It shady. He's shady. Yeah. Uh, tell, she tells him he isn't that she isn't feeling well. She'd prefer to stay in tonight. And of course, he offers to keep her company so she doesn't spend the evening alone. Now, Bert, Bert is in a tux. Yeah, so he obviously thought that they were going to go out, and he, well, he came out of the up. bathroom fully tuxed. Yeah, up. he's all tuxed up, and he immediately is like, "Nah, we'll stay in." So he's who, he's either well, who puts the finishing touches on a tuxedo in a closed bathroom? Well, he's either so weird, the best husband in the world, or he's murder. There's no in between. Like Unless like that was his outfit for like after he killed her, and then like I'm like, no go one would suspect the guy in the tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm going to go out because a man who just killed his wife wouldn't go out dancing in a tuxedo. I don't know. Is that how you cover your tracks? You just go out dancing. I feel like the only problem with your with your hmm. theory is that he had ample opportunity to actually kill her once she fell asleep. Just he push her drop that giant book on her. Push, yeah, he could have just done just push her over. Where the hell did that come from? Who brings what, a book? Who brings a George R. R. Martin sized book onto a boat? Who brings a 48 pound book into a <laughs> uh uh we're back to Robert Tanner, presumed jewel thief. Robert Tanner's holding court at the bar, fascinating a gaggle of jewel thief groupies <laughs> and going on about how he orders livers and onion liver and onions for dinner and changes He's orders. Still boring. It's so boring. boring. And then he's trying to lull you to sleep. Hide in plain sight. And then other time sticks with liver and onions order. He had, here we go. Here's the little tell. He admires Myra's necklace. And when he remarks that he doesn't know much about jewelry, everyone chuckles knowingly. Yep. By the way, he was having rare roast beef for dinner tomorrow night. That was his big thing. He was working. I I ignored all the food bits. (laughs) Yawn. (laughs) Yawn. Yeah. Uh, Bert urges Denise to come to bed and says, you'll be dead in the morning. <laughs> I have never, ever said that to dead anybody. They, uh, said, yeah, dead tired. I'm surprised they didn't even, do the move where like she panics. And he's like, you know, no, no, dead tired. They even do well, that. I, I just, <laughs> hey, how about, uh, yeah, I just, you know, it, that one got me. I was like, mm. uh, she steers, but she stares fearfully into space and says she wants to stay up and finish reading her, her, 47 and a half pound book that she yeah. just began. Giant tome. So dumb. Uh, as Isaac and Roxy, here we go. Here we go. Here's the turn. Yep. As Isaac and Roxy lounge in bed together, which, good for you, Isaac. Uh, here we go, yeah, Isaac. screwed it up. He screws it up. He gushes about how their hookup is the greatest thing to have ever happened to him. Roxy reacts by getting angry at him for being, quote unquote, sentimental. Yep. He insists that he loves her more than he's ever loved anyone in his life. My comment, easy, dude. Yeah, this <laughs> like, is not. I don't care if this person's famous or not famous. That's that's too it's soon. Too much. Yeah. She gets visibly annoyed and tells him he just blew it. Yep. Which 
she's keeping it real. I mean, she was honest. It, it is what it is. Uh, she snarkishly says she's going to take Captain Steubing up on his offer to dine at his table tomorrow night, then snaps at him to shut off the light. Yep. Fair, the farewell up. the farewell party. And to shut up about professing his love for her and to do his best to enjoy what's left of their time together. Yep. Like, shut up, Isaac. Have fun hugging that pillow, Isaac. Cold shoulder. Cold shoulder. Uh, eventually, Denise falls asleep while reading, and Bert takes the opportunity to slip his bathrobe sash around her neck to get an accurate measurement for the gold choker. Denise wakes up in mid-measure, assume he's trying to kill her, and flees the cabin, screaming bloody murder. Right. Security. Security. You'd think that they go, hey, if you have an emergency, dial this number on your phone in the room. Just right. saying. Just for no, a in- standard. Instead, we gather... <laughs> This elite crime fighting unit yeah, of yeah. everybody like on the Scooby-Doo cast episode. Isaac. Yeah. And the only reason Isaac's not there is because he's, you know, getting pouting, pouting in a corner and crying <laughs> in a cup of tea or something <laughs> lame. Doc's not happy. Doc is not happy about being up at three in the morning. They really should have had Doc come down with like a lady of the night. Or a couple. Yeah. Something. He <laughs> just have him in there. Where's Doc? Because he had nothing to do with any of this. No, they, he, they, this is, he's barely in this episode. So Captain Steubing has assembled his crew in the dining room at what, three in the morning. Yep. And is listening to a freaked out Denise describe how convinced she is that Bert and part of the ship's crew are in on a conspiracy to kill her. They're all start Fair. talking at once, you know, and yep. Captain Steubing tells them all to shut it. And calmly tell him, quote unquote, what in blazes is going on? <laughs> I wish that would come back into you know into uh into the current the speak. Bert explains that he's been planning a birthday party for Denise with as many misunderstandings about his intent. Gopher's trying to shoot her with a camera. Um and then he was talking about blowing her photograph up, covert interactions with Julie that re- resulted in Denise spotting them. And assuming they were plotting her death, uh, waving a skeet shooting rifle, which, by the way, is just a rifle. <laughs> That's on me. Around while yelling hello at his wife. And then finally, wrapping a bathroom sash around Denise's neck, you know, to measure her neck for a gold choker. Because that That's common. Uh, but here's the thing. Julie got the choker without the neck size. Oh, that's true. So what the hell, man? That's true. You were oh really God, trying to kill right. her. She already got it. What are you trying oh to measure? God. You're trying to kill her. I told you, serial cheater. And Julie's in on it. Did they kill or Jim Wright too? I, I don't know. I mean, the no. whole thing is bizarre. How deep does this go? It's deep. It's deep. Oh, my God, you're right. She already had it. Yeah, because she wakes up the gift shop person at 3 in the morning. No. No, I am not a doctor. I am not driving the boat. If I work at the gift shop, the gift shop opens at nine. You call me at nine. Do not friggin' call me at three a.m. Well, you got to think like she's calling. She's calling the gift shop person, going two things. I need a gold choker of an undetermined size and all of your pornography. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I need to take a look at all of it. Also, what, what gets blood out? <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, smoking well, gun. I'm telling you. And the thing is, too, is Julie's the one that told him to get his next wife measured. 
because it has to fit snugly. So how the hell did she know what size to get it if he didn't even measure her neck? And if he didn't measure her neck, then why did she say you need to measure her neck? Something, something rotten on this boat. That's what I think. Everyone's a suspect. <laughs> they didn't think this thing through, or they didn't expect two snarky men talking about this 45 years later. <laughs> let's get these guys on the horn. If any of these directors are alive, let's get them on an episode. And just be like, just, just, just rail them. Be like, why See, did you that, do that with Julie? Yeah. I think it's a breadcrumb. I think they wanted us to find out. It's like a secret. Somebody's mm-hmm. like really crying out for help. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Um, a stunned Denise is like, well, you're not trying to murder me. And then giggles in relief. You're just okay. trying to throw me a weird birthday party where I don't know anybody. Awesome. Something tells me she didn't need Doc's pills because she has a big old bottle of pills that she has for herself to deal with her. Oh yeah, that book is craziness. just that book is just hollowed out with pills it's, in it. Well, hollowed out with a knife and just yep. loose pills in there. <laughs> uh, uh, just as the chef, number two appearance, emerges with a giant birthday cake, but he couldn't fit it all in strawberries on the uh, on the cake. The writing chef makes another appearance in his PJs. And then Bert and the crew sing happy birthday and Denise gazes at it happily. I'm so what the hell is going on here? It's three o'clock in the morning. This woman's talking about everyone's trying to kill her. And everyone's like, no, silly. No one's tired. No one's pissed off that they're having to stay here. Now everyone's got to sing happy birthday. This guy threw the worst birthday thing for his wife ever. And he was really trying to kill her. Happy birthday. I didn't, I didn't succeed. It was just to cover his tracks. Guy's a scumbag. Happy death day. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> so, and she's happy. Oh, everything. Well, when's your birthday? Like, did he time it out right? There's 10 days. I know. I was kind of hoping she'd be like, my birthday was six months ago. <laughs> We've been at sea this whole time. And then you just see her just topple over the side of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Robert Tanner arrives in the dining room and tells a large table of passengers that the police found the international jewel thief. So that I feel like is the first move that he's actually doing to have them put their guard down. Yeah. Um, oh, but it fooled me. The hook. Fooled me. He got me. And my other question is: so we, as we've now established, this this dinner schedule is tight, tightly, tightly scheduled. You got to get them in and out, man. But all these people leave, so they they're out of luck. They don't get to eat tonight. I don't think so. I don't think so. You're just SOL. Man, is it he is that what boring? It is. is he? Is, or do I have to wait for the midnight buffet? Well, and remember that night? That's the night he was supposed to have the rare roast beef. That was the big uh, topic for discussion. <laughs> so awful. Uh, Robert Tanner arrives in the dining room. Oh, I already told you that. Captain Steubing excitedly announces to passengers that Miss Roxy Blue is on board. Miss Roxy Blue is on board. Sorry, having a little technical. Is that what that difficulties. was? Difficulties. Yeah, yeah. That was sorry about that. I thought you were. I thought. I thought that's what Steubing was doing when Roxy Blue was on board. <laughs> I think I need to work on my international symbols. Like I know choking, technical difficulties. Probably not that. Well, yeah, especially because everything sounded and looked fine. So. Like T. Maybe it's T. T. Anyway, well, I'm good now. Uh, Captain Steubing excitedly announces to the passengers that Miss Roxy Blue is on board. Here we go. Just as she makes a grand entrance, and and Steubing's just fawning over her. It's just embarrassing. 
Again, short jacket. That's all he wears and all he does is have dinner. <laughs> um, she makes a grand entrance on Doc's arm, which they thought was a bit of an insult, given Doc's reputation. Like, I was like, that's kind of crappy. Well, also, right away. because did you notice when they sit down, there's a blonde lady next to Doc? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll take, so, I'll take so one, of, one of you. Doc, here, like, here. <laughs> Doc's a scumbag. I love Doc. Um, Captain Steubing motions. This is a exaggerated motions at Isaac to bring over champagne. And for yeah, somebody who's stuck up, he yeah. comes up really badly with it. Now, now on the assumption that doc or sorry, that, uh, the stooping doesn't know, you know, that Isaac's been hooking up right. with, with Roxy. That's okay. But you're still treating you like you're big timing him. Cause at one point he's like, Oh, Isaac, please the bubbly. Like, or it was just like kind of a dick. Well, considering in, in episode one, he went to bat for his crew in the way that he felt like they weren't being treated right. nicely or fairly. And now it's like, oh, there's a pretty girl. Pour this bubble. Look how much more he's important chasing. I am than you. He's a he's a star I like chaser. That. I, I didn't like, like it either. It, it It's weird. Uh, Roxy may, makes a snide joke about how she's faithful to every man she finds attractive. Ouch. Then she glares at Isaac and barks, Roxy is thirsty. Captain Steubing, who seems oblivious to her rudeness towards Isaac, asks if she wouldn't mind performing for the passenger, and she agrees and sings the song Come Rain or or Come Shine in the most awkward manner I've ever seen a song <laughs> sung. Staring so, intensely at Isaac. He's about to yeah. cry. Yeah, this is rough. Oh, so a couple, couple, couple things. So this is the second straight week of a musical performance. It's almost the exact same length. It's two minutes again. So I wonder, I'll be curious to see how many of these pop up because like we're into the show enough now where maybe there's some reaction or some notes Mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe we needed a little more music in there or something like that. So I'll be curious to see what happens. Um, Although both people, as you said, were like actual music people. So it's not like. Right, right. It it was an odd. I, I felt like this scene wasn't necessary. Like I, I feel like they didn't have to do this. They could have just had that later scene where she stops by his cabin. Like I felt like this was, she's already hurt the guy, and at this point, the, he's I about guess to if you cry. Talk about being a musical star, you got to show people. You can't just say it. Oh, that's true. In case you didn't believe us, the vocal styling. We, we had to pad out two minutes. And Captain's like he claps so fast. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Roxy Blue, and he's like clap, clap, clap. the. Uh, the other so thing was, so last week when Charo sang her song, it was all contained in the two minutes. This one, they do a slow fade out. I'm just so glad they faded that, out. That, that song could have gone for like 20 minutes. She's Maybe it did. We didn't crying. see the end of it. Who knows? How many, how many people are just like waiting for a drink while she's singing and Isaac's just like having his heart ripped from his you, chest? You got to wait for your bartender to stop crying before you can get that next <laughs> yeah, martini. You want some tears with that Kahlua? Every every drink was dirty because of all the saltwater tears and everything that's just dripping into it. <laughs> Poor Isaac. Rough night. Don't uh, date the don't date the customers, Isaac. Don't date the customers. Come on. Don't where you eat or work. Right? Don't you know that whole thing. Yeah. Uh when the ship docks, Robert Tanner bids adieu to Gopher, who checks his bag and jokes about him stealing the ship's supply of liver and onions. <laughs> Robert thanks him for everything and says he's going to recommend the Pacific Princess to all of his friends. 
Uh, this is the prison friends. Prison friends, good or not prison friends. Well, it's true. Yeah, you know where he's going. What's that? What's that place in Mexico where the guy from Shawshank Redemption went to? (laughs) What was his name? That's where he went. That's where he's going. Ponta, (laughs) something like that. Hope is a wonderful thing. (laughs) (laughs) My friend Robert Tanner. Uh, Roxy, <laughs> Roxy stops by Isaac's cabin uh, to chide him for not seeing her last night. Uh, and he, Riley, says he was much too tired from serving drinks all night. Now, that's a... I've done this move in, in various forms. That's what, it, that's like where stubbornness... Aggressive stubbornness and spite cost you one last night with Roxy Blue, Isaac. And I get it. And maybe that's pride. And maybe you feel better about it in the morning. But, man, she was going to leave one way or the other. You probably could have had one more night. And I would assume she was going to put it on him, too. I mean, it's the one, the last night. She knows it's the last night. There was a lot of of intensity going on in that singing. So, yeah. Oh, she knew she was about to do some craziness to him. So maybe in the Mm. end, because, again, they leave it up in the air a little bit. Maybe in the end, her, her respect for him grew by him not doing that. So. Or she just didn't give a crap either way. You know, she or, was yeah, like, she was, whatever. Yeah, she was just running through the, the bar that night. I'm Roxy effing blue. Yep. Maybe she, you know. Uh, uh, she invites herself in, says she tried to tell him how things are, meaning that their little world didn't have anything to do with reality. She describes herself as a showpiece. I wonder if there's any truth into this whole thing because she was such a big star. Showpiece, an object, a star. So Isaac reminds her that she's also a woman. Good one, Isaac. Really great. Great one, Captain <laughs> he's Obvious. Struggling. He's not. You are of the female gender. That's great, this is, Isaac. This is not. He's not in the same league with he, her. He's, he's flailless. He did good. He over. He overshot his weight here. So I, I also think he doesn't have the communication skills necessary to be a profitable bartender. This, If he's doing this, he's falling to pieces, and his, his comeback is... That she reminded her that you're also a, a woman? Like, oh. Well, no, he also said, now stinks. <laughs> I did hear now stinks. Now, now stinks was kind of dumb. Uh, yeah. She it was, tells not, him it that, was not a great performance by Isaac in no, terms of, just, you know. Such a, he was just out of his league. I'm she really curious him, to see if he just starts plowing through the princess. Like, there's a change. Like, all yeah. of a sudden, now he, like, dreads his hair up. You know, the, the whole thing, thing where it's like, oh, this is the game. There's no such thing as love. This and- is this is the answer to the question that somebody asks him 10 years from now and goes, what happened to make you such a womanizer? Right. Yeah. Well, look at look at episode five. Right. Exactly. Period. Um, it's almost like a resource piece to kind of go by reference piece to go back to. Uh, she tells him he's too much of a man to ever be a Mr. Roxy Blue. Not to mention. She's been married three times previously to men who weren't able to handle her success. That's a man eater right there, you know? I'm, yeah, but three and four, Doc's still up on her. That's true. Unless that's those true. two got married at one point. Well, can a captain marry you at sea? Don't they have that thing? Yeah. Oh, you know that's coming. That's coming. That's coming. Come on, Doc. Ten I mean, come on. Ten. Be like, Stubing has that's my over under 10 weddings Stubing performs. He's gonna be like, I can, I've got dinner. 
He's so <laughs> he's too busy to marry anybody. Uh, she apologizes for the crappy way she treated him, sort of, and hopes he can forgive her. And he shrugs and pretends that they merely enjoyed a few laughs. She stares back and solemnly says, it was a lot more than that. A lot more. Yeah. And that's he, it. He, I get it. He, there's, there's a bit of pride there. He's not giving her too much, but he'll, he'll regret that. He can't he'll, handle that whole thing. He'll regret that in a couple of weeks that he didn't leave it a little better. But that's okay. That comes with time. We'll we don't even know how old Isaac is. He could be 20. Or he could be like one of those meet Joe Black guys. He could be 78 years old. You never know. Maybe he's like Joe Crab or whatever that guy Joe was. Crab, raised by Native Americans, fought General Custer. <laughs> never, never know. Uh, mm, Bert and Denise thank Julie for helping out with the disastrous birthday party that Bert didn't do anything to plan <laughs> ahead of time. Bert is a terrible husband, a serial cheater, and I feel bad for Denise being stuck in that loveless marriage. He's not, she's married. not making it out of Vegas. Well, she suggested Denise that they extend their vacation by flying to Vegas. He's just going to kill her in Vegas. Yeah. I don't know. Some way yeah. they're going to go to the, you know, yeah. circus circus. Denise looks, but Denise looks panic and reminds him how stressed she gets about air travel. Okay. Myra, how stressed Denise gets about everything. About everything. You're yeah. a freaking mess. Well, imagine if he's been trying to kill her for years. She probably has a, has a right to all these yeah, near yeah, misses. Maybe I to, it's, a, it's a real chicken egg situation. <laughs> Yes, it really is. Myra races in the lobby and screeches that all of her jewelry has been stolen. Just as crew member appears with her jewelry case and tells her that some guy just returned it to him. Yep. Myra opens it and finds it empty, save for a note from Robert Tanner, T-A-N-N-E-R, identifying himself as Roscoe Toller, a.k.a. International Jewel Thief at Large. He ends the note by urging Myra to not get robbed by her insurance company. Yeah. Now, yuck. Now, no, hold on. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, everybody, that, everybody on the steps reads the letter silently, and then Stooming feels the need to read the PS out loud. <laughs> it's like it's not about you. Everybody did the voiceover in their head. I think the captain just lives in a world where he assumes everyone wants to have dinner with him, and that nobody else can read. He's just in a very limited bubble type situation that, on that boat. At first, I thought that was the end of the episode. Same here. And it, it was like a very like, um, like a streets weird. of San Francisco or like, you know, one of those like endings where it was like, dun, 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 and then that's it. That is not the answer. Here we go. Last scene. Isaac watches Rox, Roxy's white man entourage <laughs> uh, arrive to pick her up. Gopher walks over to Isaac. What a good friend Gopher is. He really is. And glumly, Isaac glumly tells him that Roxy Blue is a very nice lady and that he highly doubts he'll ever see each other again. He then pretends as though he was the dumper in the scenario and declares that he's saving herself for someone really terrific. This is where the change, this is where Isaac, and then Isaac becomes bitter. This is right. where it happens. Just as Roxy stares up at him and gives him one last wistful look before climbing into her limo, and disappearing from Isaac's life forever. Yep. End of episode. No, that was, it was, it was interesting. Cause I didn't, like I said, I didn't think they were going to go back to it. And they, they definitely like leave it vague enough that it would, I think you can, you can assume 
that what she said is true. And in a mm-hmm. different world, they would have been together, but that doesn't really make a difference. No, it doesn't Do make a difference. Do you think like they ex- even bothered exchanging phone numbers or that's not even a thing? No, no, even, no, I don't no. think so. I don't think so. I don't think that that goes against sort of like the point she was making. Yeah. Like you can't handle it. Basically, it's not a nice message. She's just saying you can't handle it. It is what it is. Yeah. No, it was a, it was a tough end for Isaac and we probably learned more about him than we have about any other character in any one episode. Um, that was a real journey. Uh, we did learn a lot about the captain in episode one. That's true. With that's the true. background. But I yeah. think this was a little more, this is a little better done. I think, I think it just showed the emotion and the vulnerability and maybe it was done. So you, you build like a, uh, compassion for a character like yeah. Isaac like oh he's yeah, I don't article. think they're I don't think they're actually going to go like the way of him being a womanizer I think they're just going to go it's like oh this is a guy who's had his heart broken so it's like what he better person up. to what better yeah. person to pour your heart out to share your sorrows with than you know a, a bartender who's been there man it's just like hey, meet Isaac he gets it yeah that's it that's that's it interesting yeah, I mean but like I said not the not the smoothest, um, not th- not the smoothest game. But it, at the end of the day, he had about eight days with a massive rock star. So that's like Taylor Swift rolling into your bar today. Count and, your lucky stars. Yeah, exactly. It's a good that's story. What he should have been doing it's a good a story, story for the boys on the boat. You know. And a, um, doing our little recap here for the week. Uh, last week's episode was the current champion. Um, I am definitely voting for this week's episode as the best episode. Um, I thought this was great. Even like you said, the third storyline, which we kind of thought was going to be bad, had a great finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is probably the closest we came to all three storylines hitting. Um, and it had some crew stuff. Um, so a nice, I, I would vote for this one as being the best episode so far. I'm right there with you. I think this episode, this episode, everything I want from a love boat, you know, a love boat episode as far as storylines go. Some of it cheesy, of course, it's love boat, but I liked each storyline. And again, the Jim Neighbors jewel thief one, you just had to be a little patient. It's yeah. a slow burn. It's a it was well burn. earned. It was well earned. I, I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was great. I think uh, easily, easily King of the Hill at this point. Yeah. It's going to be tough, uh, gonna be tough to beat. Because I don't think we've even come close to having three good storylines in the same episode. So. Keep in mind, I mean, four and five back to back. I feel like very solid episodes. Maybe so maybe wanna... this is where we're where we're starting to get that that pace, that comfort, where the episodes are going to be of a of a similar quality. What if this is the peak? And we no, have two hundred forty five episodes left. Of just crap. Oh, just watching, just stooping, all... eating slowly, staring at the camera. It's oh. all it's all Jim neighbors <laughs> describing food. Oh. Um, captain of the week. There's actually a lot of candidates this week. Mm. Um, I think Diane Carroll was great. Um, that's a very, uh, nuanced role. Um, but I went with Michelle Lee and the whole murder plot in general. Um, like we said, that, that is something where that could have been really, really bad. Um, and it just had a lot of great elements and really, um, earned, earned all of it till the end. I I didn't love the the complete ending with the birthday party, Mm. but um, I thought Michelle Lee was really good playing a, a subtle, crazy person who apparently had every right to be worried about things. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree. I would agree. But for entertainment purposes, I'm going to go ahead and give that to Isaac. 
And I say that because I feel like that role showed that vulnerability. It sort of painted his character as a, as a nice guy, you know, a guy who's not trying to put up numbers, like he's emotional, he's accessible. And I think that it really did a lot to define the character. Yeah. So with the writing and the acting, I, I, I thought it was really good. Um, and I thought it was very effective in framing who that character is. So I, I would give that to Isaac's role. Yeah, and I hope they I hope that they then go forward from here like that and not yeah. do their abrupt stooping follow up that they like did different director, different yeah. art. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There has to be some consistency with the way the, the crew is. <laughs> This one's a little tougher, Walk the Plank, because we did like the episode so much. I am actually going to give it to Steubing for being a jerk to Isaac in the bar scene at the end. Um, again, he didn't know what was going on, which almost makes it worse because he was just being a jerk because he was trying to impress a, a star. Mm -hmm. And that's like, Roxy's going to be gone tomorrow, bub. You got to work with Isaac for the next 10 years and you're treating him like you're treating them like the help and you have earned no captain's points this week. No, I agree. That. So that would be Yeah. Funny. I wish I could disagree. And I got to be honest, he's going to get my vote every week until I see a damn steering wheel. <laughs> Again, he, he just, the way he fawned over Roxy and the quick claps, he just, he makes an ass out of himself. Cause he's like so easily impressed. Like, yeah. I just want to walk up to him with a shiny button just to woo, come to I dinner with your short jacket. I've just, Show me I feel the like wheel. He's really turned into your villain on this show already. Where are you hiding the bodies, Captain Steubing? That's what I want to know. Just show me the steering wheel. That's all I want. That's our recap for this week. That's our recap. And just here are our uh, ways to get a hold of us and see our show. Uh, Loveboat Project at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, at Loveboat Project on Twitter. Loveboat Project on Facebook. And Love Boat Project on YouTube. Which you probably know because that's the main yeah, it's way. It's kind of where we are. It's kind of yeah, where we are. Weird if you didn't know that. But Well, thank you, everyone. We will see you again next episode. Uh, thank you, Mike, as always. And uh, I can't wait for the next episode.